Hello, everyone. Happy 2022. Yes. Unfortunately, it's 2022. Two. <laughs> um, I've seen that meme going around. We have been on a very, very, very long hiatus. Uh, it's been a tumultuous hiatus. Yeah. Um, we are sorry for that, but... You know, we make plans, but life goes, <laughs> no. That and, you know, things kind of took a back seat, this being one of them. Um, yeah. Um, we... I'm going to sound like the friggin' radio guy from Fallout... But we don't make any money from this podcast. <laughs> um, we are not sponsored in any way, shape, or form. We actually spend money to make sure that this podcast goes out to everyone. Yeah. So um, when it comes... Or the more reason for you guys to rate, review, subscribe. Yes, please. Up, please. Rate, review, Thank subscribe. You. It will help us tremendously. This is essentially a labor of love, and mm-hmm. we would love to not actually labor. <laughs> <laughs> or we would love to stop laboring for that. free. I just thought of that. <laughs> so, you know, there are things we do this from the comfort of our home. We are not in a studio. I mean, there's a cat right here that I'm literally petting. Yeah, it, it's literally oh, 11. A, no. a laptop and a microphone and no and an eleven now. Okay, no, no eleven. Um, she tried to get all up in my face. Um, should we go back and forth in regards to everything that's been going on? Um. Because I would really like to start. Okay. Go um, for it. Let's see. Uh, we're not doing this in chronological order. We're just doing random order because I just brought this up. Um, Sunday, November 28th, uh, I lost my mom. She passed away. My family thinks it's ALS. I disagree. Um, Actually, we both disagree. Well, I disagree because of your findings and everything like that. That's why we're having still having tests continue so basically back in i want to say it was like march or april of 2021 Mm. um michael made the command decision to basically force his mother to seek medical treatment because well she had been spiraling down um her speech was beginning to slow and slur a little bit, and then I heard from my niece that the speech impediment had begun to get worse, and she was getting angry and lashing out at it. So I gave her an ultimatum, said, just look, you need to call the doctor, you need to visit your doctor, talk to your doctor, hey, have you called your doctor? Yep. And it got to the point where I made the appointment for her, but didn't tell her, Mm -hmm. and then I nudged her. And then by the end of the week, I said, have you called the doctor? She goes, I don't have to. An appointment was made for me by you. Um, and what's funny is I actually got there first. And the appointment was at a certain time. I forget what time, but they were late, which is typical. typical. Um, Mom, <laughs> she realized I was there. and was like, Go! Go! It was the only thing out of her mouth. She wanted me to leave. Go! Go! But that wasn't the funniest part of that instance, is the fact that I was wearing a mask. I was, you know, dressed in clothes. Dad didn't see me. And, and he actually came in after she'd already been taken back mm-hmm. by the doctor. And I'm sitting in the chair just playing, you know, Mario Kart on my phone. And then he sits down opposite me and doesn't say a word. And I'm like, oh my god, he doesn't recognize me. Great. I can fuck with him. So <laughs> I actually took a picture and sent it to the multiple groups that uh, mm-hmm. Ashley and I are in. It's like, Check it out. My dad doesn't recognize me. 
So what ends up happening, I end up getting up and I say two We good? Two words. And then dad, like, his hands go to his chest. And he's like, oh my god, Michael, it's you. <laughs> um, so I end up sitting next to him and he seemed to be more at ease because when he's sitting down, he had his arms crossed, you know, over very closed his chest, body language. Very, very closed, and it definitely changed. And he was definitely more comfortable over the fact that I was there. But if anything, that was the beginning of uh, a spiral. I would actually keep in contact with my mom. And what's funny is the last image I sent her because I had seen her a week prior because Dad had asked me to come. And to be honest with you, I thought this was weird. He asked me to vacuum. Yeah, like clean up and do house cleaning and all that stuff. If I knew I was going to be doing vacuuming, I would not use the materials on hand. I would have brought what I use. I'm seriously. I mean, Ashley can tell you. I would take the vacuum. Mm -hmm. I would take a a Swiffer. I would take uh, a bonus spray for hardwood and another steam cleaner. uh, No, no, no. That would stay. They don't need it that bad. They don't have dogs like we do. They have cats. But no, I would take that last thing with with the bonus spray Mm -hmm. with the blue. I don't know what the hell that the microfiber. Yeah, that thing. And I would be like, all right. Everyone out, I would move everything, I would vacuum, I would then Swiffer, and then do the bonus spray, and then put everything back, and I'd be done. I know this because I did it yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Um, which, today is Saturday, so I did it Friday, depending on when you're listening to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but that day, uh, before I left, I went and I saw my mom, and this would be the last time I would ever actually see her alive. Um, she kind of took her hands... And on either side of my face. And her hands were like ice cold. And she held my face and smiled. Why? Because I, and, and when she would do that, I know what she was saying. She was like, this is, this is my boy. This is my, mm-hmm. this is my boy. And she died a week later. The last image I showed her. Because I hadn't gotten a haircut until the following Sunday. I saw her on Saturday. Mm-hmm. And then saw Chris on Sunday. Yeah, the next day. The next day, yeah. And got a haircut, and I sent her an image of that, and, you know, that's the last thing that she saw. She died a week later, and feel free to be upset by this, but we actually went there that day. Mm -hmm. Dad made this very, I mean, this is very on brand with this humor. If you want to know what Dad's like, here, listen up. He actually joked that he was going to get on Tinder the day my mother died. Like hours. Yeah, just just let that hours let after. that marinate for a minute. Hours after. Yeah, that's that's. I mean, my father is the king of the most inappropriate joke at the worst possible time. Yeah. There was a company dinner where an out of town business partner actually said to the best garage door company of Virginia, and he raised a glass to them. It was a great moment until Dad raised his and said, "Wherever they may be," I was like, "You son of a bitch." That is like the ultimate worst thing to say, but he said it, and I was actually embarrassed for embarrassed for him because I know for a fact mom reamed him out after that. Yeah. So, long story short, uh, too late. I know mom uh, passed away, and we don't really know what truly caused it. All we do know is that it was an ALS-like. Mm-hmm. disease that caused neuro- rapid neurodegeneration. So, usually wow. when you When did you get your doctorate? <laughs> Jesus. 
That sounded like something out of like Star Trek, you know, in the med book, for crying out loud. Good gracious. You Gates do... McFadden, get on the phone. Well, this is what I do, you mm-hmm. know, when I get certain things, I research them. This is one Ga- of them. You don't even know who Gates McFadden is. Do no, you? I don't. Dr. Crusher, Star Trek. Um, so, when we first got the initial diagnosis, because at first we just thought that she had had a stroke, or a mini stroke, or something mm. like that. Yeah. But when we got the diagnosis of ALS... We were told... Eleven. We were told three to five years. She didn't make it one. Nope. She didn't make it a year. So... Because it went from slurred speech and frustration to when I saw her, she was having... Which, I'm kudos to them for this. I give them credit. They actually listened to me and got a nurse to come in mm-hmm. and, and help out. But mom was on liquid diet yep. and had to be assisted to go to the bathroom or anything like Tremendous that. Tremendous amount of weight loss. And, and could not speak anymore. Yeah. And um, I hate the fact the last thing that mom told me, you know, verbatim was her <laughs> at the doctor's office. Go! Go! But, uh, you know, what can you do? So that's been kind of how our holidays have gone because, of course, this happened... The November Sunday 28th after Thanksgiving. Yeah, the Sunday after Thanksgiving. Yeah. Um, Nothing just stepped on your keyboard. So, been dealing with that. No, uh, I've been dealing with that. It's well, we been both, it's been more. Yeah, I mean, you've been me dealing more with than a lot anything of, else because I mean, uh, if anything, mom was like the greatest connection I had to that side of the family. Now that she's gone, unfortunately, it's kind of. They probably don't see it that way. But no, they don't. It's, it's created a bit of a rift. The last time I saw my father, my niece, and my cousin, who was living there now. That's an interesting story, but I won't get into it. Um, I saw them on the 21st of December. I gave them gifts. Mm-hmm. They didn't give me anything to take back. I didn't expect anything. Um, but after that, um, getting to a different topic, uh, there was this tremendous snowstorm that we had. Yep. Were that we... knocked power out for six days. Yeah. Um, Ashley had to bunk at her mom's. I would basically commute mm-hmm. and stay here in the evenings and freeze my ass off. I'm, I'm sorry, honey. I, I, it was No, it was I know you did. I know it you did. It was cold. Um, but thank goodness for Eleven and the rest of the cats helping keep me warm. I actually thanked them on one morning. Mm-hmm. And uh, I would let them out in the morning and then just pack my shit and drive to your mom's and basically thaw. Mm-hmm. Not once have nope. they reached out to us to check no. and see how we're doing following nope. the storm, ask about Christmas, none of that. And Nothing. My aunt's going to basically say up and down, left, right, BA, start, that I need to be the one to reach out. But I've been the bigger person long enough. Yeah. And, I'm, I'm done. And, and, you know, we get it. Everyone grieves differently. And this is a, oh, yeah. and this is a tremendous upheaval and things like that. Especially and, for my father. Yeah, and, and we totally get that. But that's no reason to be cruel to anybody. It's no reason to be malicious to anyone. Um, and, and it's just been a lot that well, we've been dealing with. But I uh, also oh, want to mention the fact that they left me out of the planning of my own mother's funeral. Yeah, and, and that's I mean, a lot of it. They pretty much did it all in-house and didn't contact me for any of it, which yeah. I was a little bit unhappy about. And then another thing that happened to us not too long after Michael's mom passed away is we, oh, yeah. we were involved in a hit and run. So the first weekend of December. It was like, like a week after mom died. Yeah. Almost, so December well, yeah. 4th, I think De- is what yeah, happened. Yeah, December 4th. So yeah. 
we were participating in the um, UKC Virginia Classic down at Virginia Beach, which, you know, my that's, hometown. That's Ashley's old stomping you know, grounds right there. That place has a deep, deep connection to me, and going to a show in Virginia Beach is one of those things that I just have to do. Shout out to Dumars in Virginia Beach. Yeah, Dumars. Go visit. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a chef's kiss. Ashley did a chef's kiss. They're that phenomenal. Is the, that if you're ever in the area... And it's not Sunday. Yeah, it's not Sunday. <laughs> and they're open. Go. Go. Partake. It is a must. It has been around for over 100 years. My very first milkshake, which probably has destroyed my <laughs> ability to have any have other any milkshake from milkshake. anywhere else. Save maybe Chick-fil-A. No, not even Chick-fil-A. Wow. No. Oh, okay. Like, no. Okay, all right. Every other milkshake pales in comparison to the to Dumars. A Dumars chocolate milkshake. There's no comparison to it. It's phenomenal. Let me set the scene here. It was just after I think daylight savings time transitioned, so it was Mm-mm. no, it happened in it November. Went, what? When we we transitioned from um, fall back. Yeah, but the car accident happened a good three weeks after that. Okay, but so, I'm, I'm trying to set this up. Yeah, you know, so, so people know that it was very dark in yeah. the middle of the night. And because almost because we have seven dogs and five cats and chickens and all of that stuff, we made the decision to drive back and forth from our home to Virginia Beach every single day. Because we don't have the luxury of just, like, pitching up somewhere and taking all the dogs with us. Because, I mean, we'd have to take two cars to do that. Well, and also, we do have some dogs that are aging. Mm. We do have a dog that is not people-friendly and Mm. is... Could be a liability. Otherwise known as my dog, Kemper. Yeah. And he is ancient. He's almost 15. Um, so oh. that that's... I'm trying to set the scene as to why we didn't stay there. <laughs> or Look, I looked into getting an Airbnb. The prices for what you were getting were friggin' ridiculous. Yeah, no. no. Um, so we made the decision to drive back and forth. And we took my van. The 2015 Honda Odyssey, which if you go to shows, sometimes you'll see something like that there. You'll see, you will see multiple Honda Odysseys. It is a very, very, very common vehicle for. That's the microphone. Eleven. Eleven. For dog show vehicles. And yes. Stuff. Get off and the table. Let she do it again. Thank you, Eleven. You need to go. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm kicking you out of the Big Brother house. Time to go. So, now that Eleven has knocked over the microphone multiple times. Go on, child. Vamoose. Apologies, listeners. Sorry about that. Basically... People are dropping their coffee right now because of the last explosion. (laughs) (laughs) We can't edit that out either. So, we are heading down there. Mm. And it's about... It's pitch black. It's about 5.45 in the morning, so pitch black. May as well be night, honestly. And there were hardly any vehicles on the road. This is what is critical and key, is that there were hardly any vehicles on the road. And this is... uh, This section 295 is a Mm four-lane highway with a speed limit of 70 miles per hour. I know this because... I set the, um, oh, what is that called? Cruise control. Thank you. Uh, to 70 miles per hour. So, I am farting around on my phone, and I think we're jamming out to Spotify or something along that those lines or something like that. I honestly thought you were listening to My Favorite Murder. 
I, I don't I really don't remember okay. what we were listening to, yep. but all I saw was a flash of light and then boom. All I saw were there were lights. This individual was definitely following too close. Um, had to be an SUV, and you know, we'll get into that later. SUV or a pickup truck. But you know, next thing I know, I see the lights like shift, and I in my mind I am always aware and trying to figure out okay who's behind me, how close are they, that sort of thing. But when they lights left, I figured, okay, they're leaving, but then the impact surprised me. Mm-hmm. So... Because apparently they had gotten so close that we could no longer see yeah. their lights. Or they had just veered, because we were yeah. in the... If you're in the four-lane highway, we were in, we're in the, the middle right, right. Middle right lane. Yeah. yeah, and this guy shifted to the middle left. I, and then I, to the I, far I, left. So, um, so we stopped. They did not. And I thought they had, honestly, but we were alone on the side of the highway. And again, it is 5.45 in the morning. Yeah. There's, the sun has not risen yet. Nope. And so we figure out if if we could move a little bit more and we... Yeah, we got back in the car and drove a few miles, but then we pulled over. Pulled over, called the cops. Yeah. And waited for the police to get there. Which took about, uh, I'd say about an hour. Uh, it was about 30-ish minutes or so. Okay. And um, so this was Saturday, and mm-hmm. Virginia Kennel Club, not Virginia Kennel Club, <laughs> Virginia Classic yeah. had um, their novice puppy and their veteran show that day, along with their regular shows. So we had Rosie and Deku crated in the back, and we had Rolo entered as a veteran. No. And... So he was in the back seat loose. And the reason why we do that with Rolo is he is my trained service dog. Right. So it's better for him and for me that if something were to happen, that he'd be at ease to ha- like easy to grab him. Yeah. More quickly accessible. Whereas Rosie and Deku, they just, they fit. Well, Deku barely fits in the 32. But... 36. <sighs> anyway. So... When the cop comes up, Rolo being service dog, he could he could tell that I was a little bit woo <laughs> woo on edge. He barked at him. Yeah, he did a woo woo, and then I looked over, I looked over at Ro, and I said, "Ro, it's fine." And then as soon as I said, "Ro, it's fine," he shoved his head out my window and was just like, "Hey, give me head scratches, please." <laughs> Hi. And so the officer took down everything. Took, took down license registration. License registration. Insurance. Yeah, the Soup whole the nuts, basically. whole shebang. So um, the officer, we told them, you know, the best description that we had mm-hmm. of the vehicle because, of course, pitch dark, couldn't see it. Yeah. Couldn't make out a license plate, and when they impacted us, there was no like license plate impact or and there was no imprint because essentially, if you're looking at the door, the only side that's really impacted was the driver's side, the side driver's side was on. rear, yeah, yeah, that was the one that took the brunt of it. And thank goodness for bumpers, that's all. Yeah, the bumper basically took the entire brunt of the damage, and it was very lucky because that door. It was dangerously close to those crates where Deku and Rosie were residing. Like, I mean, inches away yeah. from yeah. Deku's face. Yeah. Uh, so, while <laughs> I had volunteered to be a steward for the yeah. entire weekend at the Virginia Classic, yeah. and there was a group chat for all the stewards, 
And I just said, hey guys, I might be a little bit late because we just were involved in a hit and run. And this just shows the dedication of dog show people. If your car is deemed fit to drive and you are technically closer to home than you are to the dog show, most people would be like, let's go home and chill. No, 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 no. No, no. no we saw it through. Well, and I mean, the officer said the vehicle was okay to drive, yeah. so... That's and we, we were did. already, we, I mean, we were already, like, at least miles away from home anyway. Mm-hmm. So we just basically got, I mean, we were already out here, may as well, because I, mean, I didn't see any point. I mean, that also gave you plenty of time to get on your app and report the incident. We got there and we took photos. I think I actually got a phone call. Yeah. Same so, day from Yeah, him. so, got, like, we... We In fact, got, Saturday and Sunday, I, I took calls yeah. from your auto insurance. Yeah, so we got all the claim stuff filed via, mm. like via the app. All the photos were sent. Hold on, everything. hold on. The, the repair deductible for you is two fifty, but because I spoke to this woman, they dropped it to two hundred, and nothing, I mean nothing, comes close in an incident like this to pure bliss than hearing that you were not responsible. Yeah. I mean, granted, I knew I wasn't, but it's nice hearing somebody else say it. <laughs> yeah, especially in charge of insurance. Claims adjuster, yeah, 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 yeah. So, get all of that stuff done while we are 100 plus miles away from home. Yeah. Um, and we get all of that taken care of. And then, of course, while... So, when you're steward- stewarding at a show, you're basically responsible for the paperwork and all of that stuff. In other words, you're a judge's secretary. Pretty much. But you're also showing, so I'm having to that that Saturday and even a little bit into the sun in that Sunday, my brain was split with the adrenaline from the car accident, mm-hmm. filing all the paperwork for the car accident, the um, stewarding stuff that I needed to do, mm-hmm. keeping an eye on the ring times and stuff for my own dogs. Right. Then making and then showing my own dogs and getting Michael to help me hand off dogs and move dogs around and all of that stuff. Okay, first of all, it's not like you have to make me do it. Second of all, all you do is send me a text and I bring you out whatever dog you needed. I was Johnny on the yeah, fucking spot. You were, but it it's just goes into the mentality of just everything that was going on in my brain. How I did not have a panic attack that day, Mm. I have no idea. I can tell you that when we first got on the side of the road, you were getting ready to have one. Yeah. You honestly was. But I told you to get in the car, and I don't know what it was, but something must have clicked, and I I don't, yeah, Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, but who cares? I mean, you were fine. (laughs) So we Take it as a win. Yeah, we got all of that sorted, and because of, um, I guess... Labor shortages, parts shortages, everything shortages, what have you. They couldn't get our vehicle assessed until December 30th. Mm -hmm. So we were basically one vehicle from... Mine. Yeah, Michael's car until the 30th. And because my insurance has rental car, so we got a rental car. Still have the rental car. Um, It's smarter than you. It is smarter than me. (laughs) Um... So, but the I, car is still in the shop. The estimated time of repairs, according to my insurance, says that it should be ready by January 22nd. But according to what I heard when I called them, they said that's just a rough estimate. 
Because originally when we actually met with these people, they said it was going to be between possibly two, maybe three months because yeah. of part shortages and whatnot. So um, I'm I'm expecting us to be back to... One car very soon. Very soon, yeah. Um, so those have been kind of the major things for right... So I'm going to That's back- November and well, December right well, there. I'm also going to backtrack a bit. So when... I think our last episode dropped sometime in September. Oh, crap. Yeah. My work picked up to an unrealistic pace. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Um, starting in October and really hasn't let up until recently. Mm-hmm. Um, and why this is relevant is because of... The Virginia Classic Weekend was supposed to have been the start of my vacation. I hadn't taken a vacation for myself to just chill in years. Mm -hmm. And I had hoped that this would be a stress-free time that I could just recharge, go get a massage, go do some self-care. I mean, you even planned things for that week. Yeah. And because of the accident and because of work, I did not have a vacation. No. And also, you, you forget the stress of me having to deal with my family and the whole funeral thing yeah, that's the whole going funeral on thing. at the same time yeah, that this was the, all yeah, happening. At the same time. And then, on top of that, Celine went in season on my birthday. Yeah, I remember. So, um, we are still trying to breed Raven and Celine, which meant... Going back and forth and back and forth to the reproductive specialist. And because we were down to one car, we had to use our local one as opposed to one that had been... Recommended to us highly by other... Yeah, by um, other drug show people. Um, We just could not justify me being gone for four hours every single day and leaving Michael high and dry with no vehicle. And so... That is why we did what we did. Yeah. Um, so we got Celine bred, and unfortunately, when we when Raven first started showing any sort of indication that she was in season, it was actually the same day. It was a couple of days before Celine was bred. Yeah. And we did we got her initial progesterone done the same day that Celine was bred, and we had missed our window. So that sucked. And then um, this past Monday, so January 10th. Hmm. Yeah. Well, hang on. I think it was, I think the, it was 10th. the 9th. I thought the 9th was a Sunday. 10th. No, you're right. 10th. My 10th. Bad. You win. Um, took Celine for her ultrasound. And for the third time in a row, we have been told that the breeding didn't take. So... Whenever we do an artificial insemination breeding, um, it costs about two grand mm-hmm. just to do it. Yeah. And so, and that's not including the cost of semen shipping or semen storage. Right. That is yeah. just purely vet bills. Yeah. For progesterone testing for initial reproductive consults for ultrasounds all of that stuff two grand so we've spent 
within the past five years with, so our last four attempted breedings have failed. Um, we tried to breed Al and Roe again. Al developed Pio. Yeah. Um, we nearly killed her. So um, that was a failure. That cost us about two grand to repair and all of that stuff and make sure that Al didn't die. Um, then shipping in semen that failed that was just... We were that just lied to. was just bullshit. arduous, to say And I will name names on this one here. Oh, I'm shutting up. Anybody who wants to use or, or import semen from Norway, do not use sires on ice in Norway. Don't do it. Because they'll lie to you, they'll take your money, and they'll take advantage of you as an American, and they will also lie to the stud dog owner and not tell the stud dog owner if there's a problem. So. Because that was her experience. That is what happened to me. So we've spent anywhere between ten to $12,000 on failed breedings. Um, so that's been tough financially and emotionally. And then on top of that, generally, those, of, uh, those that are on our puppy wait list are absolutely amazing, are extraordinarily understanding. And patient. And very, very, very patient because I set the expectations right up front. Hmm. Whenever you want to get a puppy from me, expect to wait. Hmm. Period. And we appreciate their patience yes. and, and However, working with us. We had a situation... Mm. where a puppy home just started putting a lot of pressure on in and, and not in a good way and giving us ultimatums and basically lying and all of that I'm not going to name names but I will say that one of them is a politician is a local politician in the state of Massachusetts so, um, of course, while all of this shit was going on with your work, work, the car accident, car accident Michael's my mom's mom death, passing, the funeral, funeral, everything. Which she did not want, by the way. Yeah. Um, everything going on, this politician took it upon himself to take me to small claims court and request an additional $500 back. Now, he had overpaid on the deposit. Initially. Yeah. Initially. Thinking that because of his money, it would get him a puppy faster. Mm. That's not how this works. That's not how biology works. That's not how any of this works. Mm-mm. And then his wife sent me an ultimatum saying, hey... We've decided to go with another breeder. You have until October to prove to me that you've got a litter of puppies that are due. Otherwise, we're going to go with the other breeder. And I said, I can't guarantee that because Celine was overdue to come into season. You cannot force dogs to go into season. It is not medically advisable to do so. 
And so what I told her was that I was going to take Celine to have a full reproductive consult and workup. I did that with a very well-respected reproductive vet that was our number one choice were we able to do the Celine breeding like we wanted to. With money being no object. Yes. We spent roughly $600 for this reproductive consult mm-hmm. that this family asked. This family wanted and like gave me an ultimatum. Yeah. And so I went above and beyond. and You, you did try to accommodate them. Yeah, and tried to accommodate them the best that I could and just reassure them of this. I found out, and I'm going to go ahead and say this, some people will call it gatekeeping, but it is actually what a good, responsible breeder does. When you get a vibe check, and that vibe check is a bit weird and is a bit sketchy, and you find out, so this I found out very easily because the Hamilton Stovar breed community is a very close community in... You can find out real easily who's going to import what and why and all of that. Yeah. I found out who the breeder was. Now, this breeder had violated the terms of the Hamilton Stovar Club of America's Facebook group rules, which is no puppy sales. And, But I hadn't removed the post fast enough for this family to see it. So, and the reason why we say no puppy sales is that there are some USDA laws and things that get a little tricky, and Facebook also likes to uh, shut down groups if you do that. Yeah. So, that so it's is, not a matter of we don't want to, it's it, a matter of legally. Yes, yeah, legally. We shouldn't. Legally, one, you're violating the terms of Facebook because you're not supposed to be doing any animal sales on there. Right. And two, the USDA has some rules and regulations about buying puppies sight unseen and stuff like that. Yeah. And it's it makes things really, really, really dicey. So that is why that rule is in place. It is not designed, and I'm going to repeat it again, it is not designed to make sure that I gatekeep and keep people from getting this breed. To no. be honest with you, I mean, technically... You are the gatekeeper, considering mm-hmm. you are the president mm-hmm. of the Hamilton Stovar Club of America. Yeah. Seriously, Hamilton Stovar Club of America. There is no other club. Nope. We are the club for America. You are its president. Mm-hmm. So for all intents and purposes, calling you a gatekeeper is like calling a spoon a utensil. It's what it is. And so basically to set the stage here. I think you already have set the stage. Yeah. So at this point, yeah. we're, the curtain is opening. So... I contacted that breeder because I'd been friends with that breeder for quite some time. I contacted them and I told them and I gave them my vibe check too. And I said, hey, things just seem a bit off. Things seem a bit weird to me. And his response was, I can sell to whoever I want to. Basically, he gave you the middle finger. Yeah. and Now, I will trust a woman's instincts Mm -hmm. more than my own. I mean, I'm... This isn't just my opinion. This is Paul Holes here. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so when Paul Holes, the man who caught the Golden State Killer, says that he trusts a woman's instinct more than anything else, you fucking listen. <laughs> this guy clearly does not know who Paul Holes is. Well, and, and so some of the reasons why my instincts were a little bit, you know, like why this vibe check was happening was yeah. I ask right up front... Mm-hmm. 
on my puppy application, what do you want this dog to be? Do you want it to be a pet? Do you want it to be a service dog? Do you want it to be a therapy dog? Do you want it to be a show dog? Mm -hmm. This family put pet on their puppy application. Mm -hmm. It was only after the fact Mm -hmm. that they indicated that they wanted the dog to be an emotional support animal. Which, Red flag number one. Which, I mean, they're, they're being somewhat contradictory in that they're changing their yeah. tune. And when you do that, there's usually a reason behind it. And come to find out, the reason was, I have made it be perfectly plain and clear that if you want a service dog or a performance dog, therapy dog, or show dog from me, you will get placed higher on my wait list than a oh. pet family will. And the so main thing is they were you trying to use that to their advantage. Right. And the main reason I do that is because what I want are great ambassadors for the breed. Yeah. I want homes that will be ambassadors for the breed that will go out and help educate the public about the breed in the US. That is my goal. And right Period. now we have two great breed ambassadors that mm-hmm. you know are fantastic owners yeah. in in this state as well as in Florida. And, and that is what I want. So this Love family, they wanted an emotional support animal, which is a red flag for me. Especially in when they changed it so quickly and abruptly. And then they won. And then when I explained to them the differences between an emotional support animal, a therapy animal, because they also said that they wanted a therapy dog for their son, and and I and I explained to them the differences between an emotional support animal, a therapy dog, and a service dog. They, gen- they then changed their tune to a service dog, and then. That is when they started putting the pressure on and demanding and saying, we need this now now for our son. But what they don't understand and what they didn't understand is that to train a dog to be a service dog is a lifelong thing. Yeah. It is not something that comes hardwired into a puppy's brain. We have programmed this dog to be your service dog. Enjoy. Yeah. And if you want me to train a service dog from puppyhood to where they are public accessible ready expect 18 months at a minimum kind of like what we did with jones yeah expect 18 months and And essentially to put this into layman's terms and perspective in regards to what they're doing they're essentially a farmer looking at a clear blue sky yelling saying i need rain and i need it now and i need it now and was demanding rain yeah that's essentially the situation that actually found herself in that would wind up having us receive in the mail from like certified mail from the small what just from the courts yeah small claims court in Massachusetts um, a lawsuit yeah a lawsuit for the additional five hundred dollars that they paid over top of their non-refundable deposit, deposit. yeah so um, this also came. After the wife sent me a threatening email Mm. that she was going to file a class action lawsuit against me and tarnish my entire reputation and spread lies about me published in newspapers. So, um, you know, again, during this time, Michael's mother 
was extremely ill. She had not passed away at this point. Mm. During this time, I was working... So this is like early November, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. During this time, I was working pretty much nonstop from the moment that I woke up to the moment that I fell asleep. So for this family who supposedly cared about this breed to do this... Are you gonna mention? Well, you already mentioned they already got their. They got the puppy anyway. Yeah, right? they, they they imported the puppy. Yeah. From said breeder. They got one without you anyway, and that's yeah. that. And they, the breeder bragged that the puppy is now going to a hunting home. So <laughs> lie again. Yeah. And they, I found out after the fact that they had also contacted Rosie's breeder as well. And told her lies. Hmm. So, this... Good thing you're on good terms with Rosie's breeder. Yeah. This family basically used their money, power, and influence to get what they wanted when they wanted it, period. While at the same time punishing those who wouldn't acquiesce and get them what they wanted during the time frame they wanted. Exactly. And punish them in a way that they could. Ashley wasn't happy with it. No. But... At the same time, I did what I could and basically tried to take command of the situation. They wanted $500 to make it go away. They got $500 to make it go away. Um, The money left uh, the PayPal account, and it would be weeks later. I think my mom would have passed away. Yeah, Michael's mother had already passed away. And I don't even think the funeral had even taken place yet. The court couldn't do anything until the actual court date. And... I don't know if this guy had looked me up or had done any research or whatever. We find out on my birthday that he had rescinded his suit and filed the dismissal paperwork. Right. It's after weeks of me trying to not antagonize him, but at the same time make a yeah request for hey after he had already promised that once he received the funds because i spoke to him over the phone about yeah. this telling him the funds were in the account and you know he waited six weeks yeah leaving us stressed stressed out dealing with so many other things well I mean... and and mind you this is a politician an elected official did this mm-hmm. to a person. Not even in their own state as a no. constituent. Yeah, not even in their own state. And did this to a person who has done everything in their power to get them what they demanded. Mm-hmm. And even went above and beyond. And technically, I could have countersued if I had the money at the time. Which I did not. No, no. Now, on top of that... One of their friends, who does not have my breed, who has zero rare breed experience, owns an extraordinarily popular breed. I mean, like in the AKC's ranking of popularity, they're in the top five. And it has been called by reliable source that we know crazy. Yes. By multiple reliable sources. I've I've only heard one, so I can only speak to that. So, this person decided... To harass me, to bully me, she accused me of killing Alice, 
with neglect. Mm. Um, she accused me of gatekeeping. Um, she made a post on her page after she blocked me about my supposed gatekeeping. And the post kind of backfired against her because a lot of rare breed people backed me up and was like, um, it is our job as responsible breeders to make sure that the people that put pressure and bully us don't get what they want. Because that tells them and it tells the breeder. It sets a precedent, basically. Yeah, that they are not a good fit and that they are being too demanding and it throws up a lot of red flags. So, then, after the... So, things kind of quiet down um, with them for a while. And then I get... So, I made a post back in August. Mm -hmm. So, on a Facebook group about how a judge treated Deku. Where there were multiple witnesses where the field rep was contacted, the AKC was contacted, yeah. and all of this stuff, um, where this judge yelled in Deku's face yeah. and berated me in the middle of the ring. Mm-hmm. That is not acceptable for any judge to do, period. Mm, no. So what this person did in December... Yeah, this post was in August. She's doing it in December. In December. Yep. And tried to discredit me again... On an account, so I'd already blocked the initial account. Yeah, yeah. She had created an additional account to try and discredit me further. No, she didn't even go out of her way to change the name either. No, she I mean, didn't change the name at all. She made it very clear that this was going to be her who was yeah. harassing you again. Yeah, and thankfully, her comment backfired again <laughs> because multiple people were like, how can you say something about your experience in December when this post happened in August? August, yeah. She, ob- this judge, was probably reprimanded, and a lot of people that were there at that show in August said that she was that this judge was reprimanded. Didn't uh, the judge say that she had to be nice now because yeah. she was being watched? Or because something she like was that? being watched. Yeah, yeah. So. Of course, someone's experience in December is going to be dramatically different to what someone's experience was in August after the judge was reprimanded. Because let's face it, the events in August precede chronologically the events in December, and if anything, she was probably nicer because of what happened in August. Exactly. So, a lot of people pointed that out, and then things got quiet again. Until... We found out that Celine's breeding didn't take. Yeah. This person made a comment on the Hamilton Stovart Club of America's page. Using another? Using that same account. Oh, that, okay. And the original account she had already been banned from, the page and the group. Yeah. Um, for obvious reasons. Yeah. Um, she made a comment. I saw it. Immediately deleted it mm-hmm. and banned her from the page and the group. That then, account. But then she reaches out to you through Messenger using this account. Yes, she does. And calls me a coward. Which, I want to point something out here. I think it's cowardly to actually have to create alternate accounts in mm-hmm. order to attack someone. As opposed to just being your, your own self and doing it. But the fact yeah. that this person has to create fake accounts in order to like mm-hmm. snipe 
Because that's what she's doing. Yeah. She's, she's, she's sniping at you. She's sniping, she's cyberbullying, she's harassing. Yeah. Because I had already blocked her original account. Mm-hmm. And then she comes after me again. Yeah. So, um, I took screenshots of everything. Yeah. Um, she apparently claims to have screenshots as well and has supposedly already reported things to the AKC. And But, again, AKC has said nothing yeah. to me. I've received no formal information, no nothing. So, I consider it a complete and utter bluff. Now... Tis the empty can that rattles the most, if you ask Metallica. Now... I sent a message to this person to this person's breed parent club and the breed parent club eh, ba- we don't care basically said we can't silence her first amendment rights to yell and harass you they actually cited the first fucking amendment yes they did uh, yeah it, it was quite cringeworthy for, for what you can't see right now ladies and gentlemen I have my hand on my head and I'm like oh my god seriously we're having a Bob Belcher oh my god moment right <laughs> It, it, it was it was unbelievably cringeworthy, and I was just like, oh, fuck, whatever. Oh, my God. But at that point in time, I had also sent a message to the AKC, um, and the AKC's chairman of the board, mm-hmm. and their, like, communications director as well. Yeah. So, I filed a formal sportsmanship complaint against this person. We, that is still in progress. And again... I am not mentioning names. I am not mentioning breed. It is not going to happen. There is a particular reason as to why. Because, I mean, anything that is spoken, that can be counted against us if we were to name names. So, we're not doing that. We are not doing that. If If they wish to name names and blast me or what have you... Then all they're really doing is just, you know, basically advertising who they really are. And proving my point. Now. It's just your point. Or our point. Wait a minute. So. I was pretty sure I was also a host on the show. I I could be mistaken. I don't know. Maybe it's the cat. So. Oh, my God. So, the, the thing is, I have been involved in dog shows for over 20 years. If this person had done this. To someone who had had half or even a quarter of the experience, so maybe five years or less, mm-hmm. this person would have never shown a dog again. I'm yeah. here to tell you. Yeah. Just, they would have never shown a dog again. Because no. they would have been like, this is bullshit. If people are going to treat me this way, this is bullshit. And breeders as well. If a breeder had received the same shit, and they'd only bred one litter, and they are just like, whatevs, they would have never bred another litter and probably gotten out of dogs altogether. Yeah. So... The actions that this person did and the actions that this family did... Went out of their way yeah, to do, yeah, I should mention. Yeah. Um, basically have made, made it in my mind that I need to push harder. I need to do what I need to do. I need to do the best that I fucking can. There you go. I was in a very, very dark place this past week. I mean, we're talking black hole dark. Yeah. Very, very, very dark place. I do have to thank the Virginia Kennel Club so very much for having their handling classes back again. Thank you to Michael and to our friend Zach for saying go out and do it. Because getting out there and taking Deku out in class 
and having fun with him and seeing him have fun and working with my dogs was one of those things that just brought it back and brought it back home to me that I need to move forward. That I want to thank Rosie's breeder so much because she kept on pushing me. I want to thank people that I, I full on deactivated the Facebook. Yeah. Sure my, my Facebook account for about a week. Yeah. I want to thank all of the people that reached out to me privately. Um, Michael made a post about it. And to those people that reached out after the fact, great. I, I appreciate the living hell out of you. I especially appreciate the hell out of the people that reached out to me before you made that post. Mm. Because it meant the world to me. Because there are so many times that I want to give up. There are so many days that I want to throw in the towel. This podcast, there have been so many times where I'm just like, let's just shut it down. I don't want to do it anymore. Yeah, I've actually heard you say that. And it's because of my my mental health has been so bad, has been so stressed out that we have let this podcast um, kind of fall to the wayside. And we're sorry. We are very sorry. But we hope this at the very least gives you an idea in regards to what we've been through, but we, we're going to continue. Yeah. We're going to continue. We are not going to bow to the wishes of a few people who want us to fail and have sent messages to me saying that they are going to make it their personal mission that I fail. That person that they actually say that. Want to see the Hamilton Stovar become extinct in the US. US. Yeah. And in my opinion, I mean, this is just me before even knowing about this particular breed, but there was a wrestler who says it doesn't matter how many times you get knocked down, it's how many times you get back up that matters the most. And Mm -hmm. a movie quote is, because nothing hits harder than life. Well, we have been through so much in the past two and a half years or so. Yep. With Alice's passing, with three breedings failing, with Michael's mom getting diagnosed, with Michael's mom passing away. Um, Also, during the friggin' holidays, the Monday after Christmas, my aunt passes away. Yeah. My uncle passed away from cancer in February. It was my uncle's wife that passed away Mm -hmm. December 27th of 2021. Yeah. So... Throw in the pandemic on that too. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, knock on wood. Yeah. Michael and I have not caught COVID. Yeah, we've been very fortunate. We've been very regard. fortunate. We are both fully vaccinated and boosted. We also have been, you know, we got our flu vaccine as well. That was a bad idea, I think. Getting the flu shot and the booster on the bat on the same day was a bad idea. Yeah, I still that, remember oh, that was that was a rough waking day. up and when I woke up, my limbs felt like. I mean... We were questioning life decisions at that point. Yeah. I honestly felt like my limbs were actually metal. And I was like, look, I'm not an Autobot. I don't transform. This should not be like this. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But we know that it could have been a whole lot worse in terms of the pandemic. Yeah. Um, 
you know, we lost Alice in December of 2019, and that rocked our world. It still has. Um, why we want to breed Raven and Celine, why I want to breed Raven and Celine so badly, is to carry on that maternal line. Alice's legacy. You know, yes, we do have plans to continue on Alice's legacy, but as a breeder standpoint, it's a little bit more special when you carry on a bitch line. Hmm. And yes, I am saying the word bitch in the di- the dictionary technical term. Oh, here we go. To carry on a bitch line or a damn line is one of the things that a breeder strives for the most. Yeah. Is to have a strong damn line or bottom half of the line or bottom half of the pedigree line. Mm-hmm. That's what that's what a breeder wants and strives for most of all. Yeah. More than anything in the world. And Alice proved herself in the show ring as a service dog, as a trick dog, um, as a fucking pioneer. For she could, she every could do little it all. thing. Um, she was one of a kind. And not only did she do that herself, she passed that on to her four amazing offspring. Mm-hmm. And it would be a crying shame if her two daughters couldn't carry on that legacy to the next generation. Yeah. And I've heard criticism from people saying, well, why did you wait so late? Why did you wait so late? Thing is, Raven and Celine did not go into heat, their very first heat cycle, until they were 22 months old. So, almost two years old yeah. when they first came in season. Celine has basically had a heat cycle every 10-ish months on average. Raven is about every six and a half months. And before Rosie, they would actually um, go like, fall like dominoes. Yeah, they would kind of sync up a little bit. Um, so we're talking, Celine has maybe had four or five heat cycles in her entire life. Raven has maybe had seven. Hmm. So for their age, statistically, Mm -hmm. they have had less heat cycles than any, like of another breed of a similar weight. So like most Labradors have their first heat cycle or even German Shepherds have their first heat cycle at about a year and then cycle every 12 months. So, not every 12 months, every six months. So, a seven-year-old German Shepherd that cycles every six months Mm -hmm. will have had roughly 12 heat cycles at seven. Yeah. My two girls have had four to five to seven to eight. In the same age. Yeah. So, we have had cumulatively less of an opportunity mm-hmm. to breed them. And then on top of that, there are real financial implications on how to breed and when that happens and all of that. Right now, we are very lucky to have the jobs that we have. Indeed. That allow us the ability to go out and import semen to take the time to go back and forth to the vet every other day or every two days for 
being able to have a weekend yeah. off to go to shows yeah. and things. Yeah, and to do progesterone testing and all yeah. of those things. Because that's a constant trip to the vet. That's, progesterone is. testing is like you go Monday, you go Tuesday, be, t- and yeah. you wait for those phone calls each day. Yeah, so, you know, for progesterone testing, it's like you go Monday, you wait for the results. They, then the vet tells you, okay, come back this day. Yeah. And your ass comes back yeah, I know. that day. Whether it be a Monday, whether it be a Saturday, your ass is there. You drop what you are doing. You are there. Yeah. Period. No questions asked. And And sometimes I drive. Yeah. And each one of those tests averages about $135 a test. Yeah, it does. So that adds up if you end up having to pay for four or five progesterone tests. That's over $500 right there. Yeah. And then to do breeding for frozen semen is about $500 at a minimum. So, Isn't it more difficult to do it with frozen than live? Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, even then, we're we're not doubling down on the chances of an investment here. It's less of a chance. Yeah, and we are fighting the good fight and trying to do things the right way and trying to add critical genetic diversity into the breed that is necessary in the U.S. So... We have been busting our asses for the past two years to try and do this. Then, to have some people that are impatient as fuck want to try and harm us, want to try and damage our reputation, and then to have some person who is not even a party to the situation Mm. or have any rare breed experience whatsoever want to put their two cents in, Fuck you. I was afraid you were going to say that. I would like... um, I'm just going to take a minute and kind of turn it on its head. Yeah. Because not everybody has been um, negative. No, Um, they haven't. I would like to thank... She didn't have to do this. We went to a show. I think it was Friday. And it was the show after Mom died. Deb Ibe. Mm-hmm. Without preamble, yep. I didn't say a fucking word. She just comes up to me and she hugged me. Mm-hmm. Was not expecting it, but I appreciated it all the same because it takes a mother to know. Yeah. Also, Karen and Sarah Peak were very supportive. Yeah, I mean, we can we can rattle off the list of names. I mean, right now. The people that have supported us over the past two years. Like listeners like you. Listeners, you guys have been amazing. I didn't um, even know we had a fan base, though. The fan base is mostly for Ashley. Let's go ahead and call it. <laughs> we we do we might have a, an exciting thing happening soon. Um, but when that arrives, we'll talk about it. Um, but I want to I want to call out some people specifically. Me too. That have helped us out tremendously over the past two years. Me too. Out of the goodness of their hearts, just so that they want to see us succeed, they believe in what we're doing, mm-hmm. and they understand the struggles and the plights that we've been through. Yeah. Number one on that list right here, right now, is Haley. Absolutely. I Haley agree. Clough, she is number one on that list. She's she hasn't been on she's been on the show, hasn't she? Yes, yeah, she has. Friend been, of the show. Yeah. yeah, friend of the show, guest of the show. Yeah. Number two, Samantha Clemens. Oh, absolutely. My sister Sam. She's been on the show a few times. Um Yeah, for the she was here for uh the vet thing and the Alice tribute because 
she knew her probably in a different way than we did because yeah. she actually got to see her <laughs> in a vet crate. And then called me and saying, please come pick her up. <laughs> okay. Um, I think we... My mom... I was going to say, we can't go amiss without thanking your mom. My she's, mom has been... She's been a rock. Oh, yeah. Through everything, through all the ups and downs. Um, yeah. Through every little bit that we've been through. And for listening to us, be yeah. it together or independently, you know, wine bitch complaint <laughs> yeah. or whatever. What have you. I mean, this is this is across the board for everyone that's been mentioned so far, mind you. And um, so next up, Karen and Sarah Peak. Michael's already them. mentioned them. Yeah. They're amazing. Um, she's, I, she's like, Sarah's getting into college, but yet it's like I'm talking to you, Ashley. She's yeah, that she is, has wisdom beyond her On her years, absolutely. Um... Katie Cicillo. Oh my God, she's awesome. Um, absolutely phenomenal. Mary Beth. Um, a- Acker. 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 I don't know how to pronounce it. Marjorie Good. Yeah. All of Team Good Spice. Every last one of you guys have been so supportive when you've seen us at shows. Um, I'm calling out Zach Henderson right now. Zach Henderson. Both of them. <laughs> yes, both of them. <laughs> and and little Miranda. She's she's been. I mean, granted, Ashley and I don't have children, but at the same time, we can't help but live vicariously through yeah. the Zacks with with Miranda, or as Ashley likes to call her, Chummy. Chummy. So, um, Jackie Short Quinn, oh, Deku's breeder. She is awesome. Find her on TikTok. Yeah, please do. It's a totally different type of thing, but you'll be fine if you. I mean, Jackie's the kind of person that will see another person of color there and will point and go, "Yay, another person of color is here!" Yeah. Um, and we'll, I mean, she's the kind of person that wears a Black Lives Matter uh, face mask. That, that is, is bedazzled to hell. Oh, yeah, amazing. yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, who else do I... Oh, Vera Sim, um, Simons of Trademark German Shepherds. She's been amazing. Um, uh, Kate Hollinger. Um, she's been amazing. I'm going to throw out Raj just for... Yeah, Roger. Just for keeping us, you know, silly and... Yeah. Just for being himself and, and I mean, dude, you're letting your beard grow out, man. <laughs> what but the hell? to Vera and Kate, I want to thank you guys so much because stepping into the German Shepherd breed ring is tough as an owner-handler and you guys have proven to me that it can happen mm-hmm. and for me to not give up and to keep doing what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, you guys are local to me. So I see you at shows. Yeah. And your support has been phenomenal. I would like also to mention Rosie's Breeder. Angela Lee. Absolutely. She has been, I mean, because she would actually reach out to me Mm -hmm. to see how you're doing. Yeah. I mean, Angela Lee has been amazing for years with me. Yeah. Um, I remember the last time you were, like, I think it was after you got the lawsuit and we were at your mom's. Yeah. And you were just in not a... It was actually your birthday. I remember now. Yeah. You were birthday. not in a good place. I mean, no. he's like, what? I don't care. This is a present. I don't care. You could have spent your money on something else. Talk to Angel Lee. Suddenly, you're normal. Mm-hmm. Um, I also want to thank Jen Cannon. Jen Cannon, I, I love the heck out of her. Um, I remember in Florida, Ashley had an altercation. I don't know how Jen got notified, but Jen walks over and is like, all right, which bitch am I cutting? Yeah. That is the kind of friend you need. Yeah. <laughs> you need, you a, need friend. a friend like Jen Cannon, honestly. Yeah. 
Um, um, getting her and Sam in a room would be like absolute. It's like the Justice League of, mm-hmm. of women right there. Uh, I want to call out Renee Senato or Senato. Forgive I, us if, if we pronounce the name yeah, wrong. Um, she has been one of our biggest supporters when it comes to taking Celine and doing dock diving. Mm-hmm. Um, she's made some stuff for us. Um, she has been right there with us when it comes to these breeding misses and has just been there showing her support. Um, I'm going to say something. If you listen to this, Renee, get your ass back up to Virginia. You know you don't like Florida. <laughs> I would like to f- call out my, my Sense8 friend. Den- I think her name is Danielle Johnston. Mm-hmm. We met her in Doswell. Yes. Along with uh, Sarah Sears. Sarah Sears. I'm calling those two out. Um, I want to call out the following people. Oh my and- goodness. We're on a thank you tour. Yeah, we're on a thank you tour. I think you just got the title of the episode. Yeah. What we've been through. Thank you, Tor. <laughs> um, these people Oof. have been my friends since I was in college. Mm-hmm. Have seen my dream. Have seen it happen. And have been there. Even though three of them I've never met. Mm-hmm. Vicky Monique. Mm. I met you in Orlando, but I've known you for over a decade. Wow. Um, Jasmine Graham, hmm. you, you are my, you and Steph, Steph Skur are my Kiwi bro. you are my Kiwi sisters. Are you making a note of everybody we mentioned? Because we have to tag every one of these people when we <laughs> post the episode, you know that, right? Um, I have never met you two, but you guys have been there hmm. for years. And of course, Tia McRae, you, you're the reason I want to go to Nova Scotia. <laughs> and I'll probably have to stay here with the dogs. Um, you will have a Hamilton one day. Yeah. You will. It you will. will happen. It will happen. Um, mm. Those four names that I mentioned, we played a dog show sim together. Oh, I remember this. For years. They helped me get through college. They helped me and would be my support system on MSN Messenger mm-hmm. and AOL Messenger. You are really dating myself. I am dating I myself badly, but this tells you how long this I mean, online I... relationship, this friendship with these four amazing women have Prodigy. been. Yeah, if I really want to date myself, I'll say I used Prodigy Chat years ago. I had Jesus. multiple screen names, too. <laughs> um, but, you know, uh, another one that I want to mention... Um, well, I, I, I have to mention Megan Martin. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Um, you're like my little sister. Love her. Um, can't believe you're having a baby soon. Um... I'm just glad that she's married and happy. Yeah. I and miss your I miss your mom so much. I, I'm I'm before Ashley starts tearing up, no, I'm gonna like... go ahead and thank all of you that we don't know who have actually taken the time to listen to any of our past backlog or listening to this now. 
um, know that we appreciate you. So much. And we thank you. And like I said, this is a labor of love for us. And we appreciate the fact that you are such big fans of Ashley. (laughs) (laughs) I get no love. I'm sorry. It's upsetting me. (laughs) (laughs) I think I'm funny. (laughs) Ashley tells me I'm funny and I believe it. Look, you're funny. You have to light things up. When I get bitchy and go on a little tirade, you're just like, uh, we need to stop now. I'm also the one that, no matter... Oh, shit. Who are we missing? That's not what I was actually thinking of, but go ahead. I don't remember... Oh, God. I want to thank everybody at the Virginia Kennel Club. Yes. Every last absolutely. one of them. Barbara. Um, my, oh, oh, God. That was a my, weird, weird meeting that I had my, by myself, I'd like to add. Because I was in a depression hole hiding in a bed. I went to this woman. Uh, her last name is Friend. I don't know what the first name is. Sandy Friend. Sandy but, Friend. I went to her. She has a lovely home, by the way. Um, so Mom wishes that home, her home looked like her home. So friend home. all of them at the Virginia Kennel Club, you guys have been amazing. Um, I oh, want to yeah. thank my, like my mentor, Janie. She has been like... You've got this, no matter what. Um, Tom and Melinda, you guys are amazing. I'm so happy for you guys that you guys have a new litter to keep you guys busy and keep you guys grounded. Um, um, I want to thank Rochelle Sager. You tell it like it is. Mm. Um, And there's so many people around us that want to see us succeed that every time that something happens, that that we have a breeding failure, they are the ones that are right there saying that they are so sorry, that they... It is a grieving process for her. It, it really and, is. And I see it more simplistically, but for you, it's it's a grieving process. Well, and you know, I I did a blog post on the kennel website about yeah. just the anguish of whenever you have a breeding fail. You know, we have these puppies' names picked out. Yeah, we have at least three potential litters. If there's like more females than males, if there's more males and females. If it's a even batch. So you know, we grieve. Um, for what should have been, what could have been. Mm. Um, it has been a tough, tough time mm. over the past few months. Are we better? No, we're not. We, we are, will be better than we were. We're getting there. Yeah. Um, each day, we just have to take it as it is. Mm. Um we did have some other episodes and stuff planned and stuff to just send out and, and whatnot. Levin's by the microphone again. But we figured since it's been a while that you guys needed to have an update before we just randomly drop an episode and be like, Hey guys, here you go! Yeah, because it is, you know, if this was an ice cream flavor, it's obviously low-hanging fruit joke here. This is Rocky Road. Yeah. You know, and... I'll just throw in one more. Um, when my sister died, 
mom regretted not being more supportive of basically me wanting to, I don't know, perform or something like that. She wishes she like supported me more in that particular regard. So stop that. That is enough. <laughs> but um, I'm going to thank mom mm-hmm. because she yeah. wants me to, I guess, do more. Yeah. You know, and that's what I want to try to do. I want to try. Yeah. Your mom was so supportive of what we were doing. I mean, granted, if we were a snowstorm and we wanted, that was 11, <laughs> and, and we needed to get the dogs out of the house, that would, she was no help. <laughs> but if it, if it was the summer and, yeah. you know, the pool was open, she yeah. was the first one to say, Hey, come on over, bring some dogs. Yeah. Let come them on play over. in the water. Yeah. Let them play and all of that. And, um, without your mom saying that it's okay to bring some dogs, we would have never known Yeah. about Celine's talent with dock diving. Right. And, you know. It's, um, it's a lot hmm. going on. Um. I need to write more again. I want to write some more. It's a, this whole thing is a process. Yeah. Um, it's a tough process. Yeah. Um, I mean, I mean, it's more simplistic for me, honestly. I mean, I, I make it look easy. I mean, but there are some times where, you know, even I break down. Mm-hmm. I mean, I broke down once when I was driving home and I was thinking, I heard this song and I thought about my sister and I got a little bit weepy. I'm sure Ashley knows this, but the day Al died, I actually cried. Mm-hmm. So I haven't actually had that particular moment. You got close on Christmas Day. Yeah, your mom gave me a flannel. That was usually something mom did. I came close, yeah. but I haven't had that particular moment. But I will say, mom loves Celine Dion. Mm-hmm. Mom and I, ha- I, I can't stand Celine Dion songs, mostly because mom would play them, that and Mannheim Steamroller. Thankful that I'll never hear that again. Anyway, there's a bridge in Celine Dion between me and mom. Ashes. Ashes. I even quoted it in my Facebook post, mm-hmm. and I, it's it's in my Spotify playlist to randomly show up, mm-hmm. just like the song I cried to about Alice, mm-hmm. and I'll always associate those songs with them. Mm-hmm. So, hopefully this will be the last time I mention Mom in the episode, if I'm honest. I'm kind of done with that. I kind of feel like I'm bringing people down. <laughs> this episode is tough, Mm-mm. but... Mm-mm. I want to end this on a positive note. Because, I mean, we are moving forward. Yeah, we're moving forward. Um, like Pop says in Luke Cage, keep moving forward. That's keep actually forward. a Walt Disney quote. Well, I, I heard it come out of Pop's mouth in season one of Luke Cage, so back off. <laughs> Who owns Luke Cage? Disney. It was on Netflix before Disney owned it. <laughs> it was still a Walt Disney quote. Fuck off! <laughs> Um, Pop said it in Luke Cage. The end. <laughs> this is, I think I finally found the mountain I will die on. It's right here. Did you ever see the movie Meet the Robinsons? Um, yes, I did. The quote was said there multiple times. Well, no, they were happy that you failed. I remember that. They were very happy about the peanut butter and jelly gum. Mm-hmm. So... I love Tom Selleck. He needs to work more. Um, we are doing what we can. Yeah. Um, 
with dog show classes coming back up again, that's kind of turned things back into a new normal that I greatly appreciate that I've been missing for the past two years. And what's even more convenient is the fact that it's actually not far from where we live. So. Yeah, it's like a five-minute drive. Um, and and we just bring the table, show up, and help set up. Yeah, and I'm going to be teaching some classes, so that that's going to be great. Um, but, yeah. Rate, review, and subscribe, because it helps us. It helps us so much. Yeah. Um, we are so grateful for our li- listeners. We really are, even though if you are just, just fans of Ashley only. <laughs> but, yeah, rate, review, subscribe. Every little bit helps. Um, yeah, uh, Twitter at aboutadog1. Instagram at aboutadogpod. Email aboutadogpod at gmail.com. And Facebook at aboutadogpod. Um, with that, final thing. In all things, make sure you do your homework. Yes, do your homework. We haven't said that. Um, But go hug your dog. They love you unconditionally. They love you.